Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, vampires. We are talking about all sorts of vampires. We're talking about vampires in history. We're talking about energy and psychic vampires. We're talking about the ubiquitous nature of vampires throughout human culture itself. What do they mean? Are they some sort of press package for collective consciousness laurel? We all need as humans to just carry along and give us the lessons over and over again each generation. I don't know. Let's decide. Luckily today, we have a treat with us. We have professor, doctoral, doctor of vampirology, expert, here with us to tell us the history of vampires. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, guys. Yes. Hello, hello. Thank you for that <laughs> Such wonderful. A treat. Such yes, a thank treat. you for that intro. Well deserving. Right. Uh, you forgot to mention a few awards I've won in the field, but uh, other than that, I, I love that intro. It's okay. You Your know. new book, Vampires yes. and Me. Vampires and Me. Come- <laughs> Coming out, out. Next, yep. Comes you out can next pre-order month. it. Next, yep. You know now. Yes, and um, yes. I mean, I've been I've been able to do all this in a forty-hour period. It's amazing. Yes, how much I've learned, but. <laughs> Uh, it was amazing how you lived in uh, Transylvania for a while. Yes, last yesterday. On yeah. <laughs> to learn all this, quick flight, quite crazy. Yes. All right. So <laughs> the undead, right? The, let, let's talk about vampires. And okay. Uh, I again, I, I honestly, I don't know all that much about vampires. It wasn't. It's never been my thing to learn about vampires. Yeah. You know, I'm not like a vampire aficionado. I don't know. I mean, well, the only I yeah. saw, I saw, what is that one I saw? True Blood. I watched, True Blood. You did like True, that. I watched the first few seasons of that yeah, until it became ridiculous. Yeah, it got weird. Right. But I haven't even watched Twilight. I mean, I, or Vampire Diaries. Well, I don't think you could sit through it for more than five minutes. No. But I mean, vampires, I feel like for all of us that are interested, it, it's more than just a fun story. They have spiritual significance in that they take life from others in order to feed their own and the playing with the life and death and the lines they cross and the price they pay to do it, uh, you know, that symbolic package. And, and I feel like that's why our vampire pop culture moments must come, you know, they come up every so often for us, but yep. I feel like it's just feeding something more primal and spiritual that maybe we're more, we're not as consciously aware of. So we're going to get yep. consciously aware of it today. Yes. And I, and I totally agree with what you just said. So I think the best place to start is a definition. Okay. All right. So what is a vampire? All right. So a vampire is an evil mythological being who roams the world at night in search for people's blood so that yeah. they can feed upon it and that keeps them going. Yeah, but right? they're like the really hot, right? Like they got good hair. They're really hot. Usually, yes. Usually they have <laughs> very like, good hair. They're really brooding. Right. <laughs> it, also will, it also depends <laughs> on which vampire series you're watching. Um, okay. Usually we... Many or many people associate it with Count Dracula. Yes, and maybe people don't know that history of Count Dracula, but we can get into that today. And that basically comes from the very famous book by Bram Stoker. The I think it was published in 1897, Dracula. Mm. Right? I mean, most people know that story, or when they think of a vampire, is that the first vampire? I don't yeah, know. that's like when you dress up as a kid on Halloween. Right. You know, I'm Dra- Dracula, Count Dracula. Right. That's your first one before you become right. who's the vampire in Twilight. <laughs> Edward, Ed, Ed, yeah. Edward Cullen. Yeah, before you come Edward, you're, ca- right. you're Dracula. Like, you're Count Dracula. Or the Sesame right? Street Count. All right. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, two, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but, and, all right, so with all these shows, and some people like some better than others because the rules, right? There's always right. these rules, and it's always funny because, like, in one show, there's this rule, and one show is the other rule, and, like, 
you know, depending on which one you're a fan of is what the rules you like, right? Yes. But, but let's kind of go through some of the, I don't know, st- I guess stereotypes, whatever you want to call them. Okay. All right. So when we think of vampires, what could they do? They can hypnotize their people, right? Yeah. They have the power to hypnotize. Mm-hmm. So they're Brett, right? Brett could possibly be a vampire. Oh, power hypn- Brett, oh, uh, Brett the hyp- yeah. hypnotist, right? Okay. So, okay. We, so we, they hypnotize their victims. Right. Um, what's other things? They, they levitate they sometimes. They levitate, right? Depending. They don't die. Right. They're, they're undead. They can't die. They can't see their image. In a mirror. Right. Again, depending it on which show on you're watching. Show you're right, watching. Show you're but watching. yeah. Um, um, no, you can't go out it in the sun. Right. Can't go out in the sun. The sun sometimes evaporates and burns them up. Sometimes right? they sparkle, though. Sometimes they sparkle and they in don't twilight. die, right? Yeah, yeah, they sparkle and they don't die. But in other sometimes ones, Sometimes it's just, just, they're fine in the sun. It's in just a total. Blood, did they combust? I can't remember. Did they? Yeah. yeah they just like blew up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they hate garlic and salts, mm-hmm. and, like spices, things Wooden like that. Wooden steaks. Wooden steak in the heart. Right. Uh, they turn into bats. Yeah, beheading. You could, sometimes you could behead a vampire. That depends. Pens, right? On, on your show. On your show. But sometimes yeah. you can behead one. Or fire. Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. do they They always have to sleep at night or some So they need to sleep in a coffin. Some in a coffin. Right, the coffin. During the day. Right. Um, like in True Blood, they have to go underground. Right, right, like right. Like that kind of thing. Right. And then some they can't eat. Or the, and some shows they can't eat, right? Some, some shows they can, some shows they can't. Yeah. It depends. And like in True Blood, they can drink True Blood, which is the th- synthetic blood, right? Yes. But, okay. It's like your only <laughs> pop culture yeah, vampire you're aware of. Yeah, because it's the only one I watched. It was so right. many years ago, so I really have to jog <laughs> the memory yeah, but, to get this going okay, here. Okay, but, but yeah. All right, so usually we, when we associate vampires, again, we go to Transylvania. I think you even made that joke already. Yes, you've been and, there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> which be... is modern-day Romania, okay. for those who do not know. I Transylvania didn't. is now Romania. Or, or we think of like the Balkans area, which would be like Greece or Bosnia, Serbia, Hungary. Like Hungary's a little further north, but those kind of places. Yeah, That's where forks, we think Austria. Forks, Washington. Forks, oh, Forks, Washington, right. <laughs> Mystic Sy- Falls. Syracuse, New York. Okay, places like that. Mystic Falls, right. Virginia. But we can... <laughs> <laughs> that place in Covington, Georgia. Well, that's where it was filmed. That's where it was filmed. That, but hey, you know, that's not okay. It happened there too. So I went to to look at where this all began, and I figured it was going to start in Eastern Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. But actually, you could date it back to uh, Mesopotamia, which we'll get into Egypt, Greece, all over all over the uh, world, all in okay. ancient times. So. Well, and again, it might not look exactly the same, mm-hmm. but there's definitely... So this stuff's old. It's old, yeah. The, the the concept is very old. I mean, obviously it developed into what you see in Edward Cullen today, but <laughs> it didn't start there. <laughs> right. Right, where he's like a brooding teenager or whatever. You yeah. Know, that's real pale, but... All right, so let's go to Egypt. Okay. All right, so the legend states that the sun god Ra sent his daughter down to punish mankind because they had been bad. Okay. Right. Now, we've never heard that story before anywhere, right? But this is a very common theme where the gods punish humans and they unleash, you know, tragedy upon them. Right. right? Okay. Common theme in, in history. So she goes down and she starts slaughtering these humans. Oh. In ancient, this is ancient Greece again. And she, as she's doing Wait, she's this, she's getting... Wait, this is ancient what? Greece. Oh, sorry, sorry. I apologize. Ancient Egypt. Again. E- ancient Egypt. The, okay. Egypt. Yeah. Egypt, Egypt. Egypt. Okay. Sorry, sorry. And she's slaughtering human after human and... There's blood everywhere, and she's really starting to enjoy herself. She's into it. She's into it. She's into it. She she is loving this. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she starts drinking the blood okay. of these humans, and she doesn't stop. Aww. She just keeps drinking their blood and yeah. continues. Finally, the sun god, Ra, dad, gets upset, and he 
doesn't know what to do. Right. So he's got to figure out a way to stop her from drinking human blood. And he comes up with a plan to take beer, had beer back then too, and dye it red. Mm-hmm. And so he dyes the beer red. She thinks it's blood. And then after drinking the beer, what does beer sometimes do? It makes you sleepy. Yeah. Right? After you have too many beers, you go fall asleep. And that's what happened. It's and that very... ended the, the bloodlust in ancient tricked. Egypt. Okay. So... All right, so you have some, you have a start here. This is a starting point, at least, right? right? You know where the blood, the bloodlust is happening, like a, like a drinking of blood. Yeah, the lust and the blood and the life force. And, right. All okay. That. Yeah. And out of control. Right. Like, like no limits. No limits, exactly. Right. And then it has, yeah, exactly. And then the whole immortal, because she's like a god, a goddess. I yeah. She, this is this is a legend of the gods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't Pharaoh doing this. This was right. the, the gods. The gods doing right. It. Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year, in 2024, I am focusing on speaking kindly to myself. And therapy is a great way for me to set in place some structures in which to do that. Around New Year's, I think we all get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. But therapy for me empowers me to be the best version of myself, not changing myself completely into a different person. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You'll just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And what's great is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash KYA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash K-Y-A. All right, so let's move on to ancient Greece. Okay. All right, so we're in ancient Greece now. And again, another another tale, another lore, you know, story of the gods, whatever. And Pusa, and there's a lot of these in ancient Greece. I just picked one to, you know, for time's sake. Yeah. But Pusa is this <laughs> spiritual creature and she's depicted as this by day. Mm-hmm. So now we're dealing with day and oh, night. The we're duality. Duality. The yep. duality. She's this beautiful goddess, a beautiful female figure. She's charmed. She's witty, funny. Um, you know, she's kind of like Petro Hanchar, really <laughs> on top of her game. Yeah. But then she can shape shift. Okay. Okay. So she now can change her nature, I don't know, her form. And basically what she does during the day, she brings in young men, usually young men, young boys. And then at night, I don't know, sun goes down and she shapeshifts and she turns into this flaming haired, one leg of bronze. I don't know where they came up with this. And one leg of a donkey looking creature. Right. And she devours her victim. So she eats. Like full on eats them? Just full on eats them. Like, you know. Oh. Yeah. That's that's dinner. Okay. Yeah. So... (laughs) Again, now, now you have more themes going on here too. Yeah, in ancient Greece, so you have the idea of a, a young woman, you know, a nice, pretty young woman who's funny and right. smart. And she and tricked you, tricking yeah. young men. Oh, you know. poor men. Right, right. So, so far, you, it's these women. Right, yeah. Like, so far, it's both been women. All right, all time. So, of course, yeah. <laughs> so that that started early. I mean, that, that's another theme going yeah. on here too. <laughs> right. So. Like, don't trust the girls, you know, it, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or women sure. are temptresses. Or women are temptresses. Dual, dual, you know, they have dual personalities, right. you know, that kind of thing. Or, yeah. So that's going on there. Uh, and then in Greece, it, it kind of, I think probably because of this, 
vampires develop a little bit differently than okay. they do in the Eastern Europe countries. Mm-hmm. So in Greece, they their vampires like eat the flesh. Ew. Yeah, I know this is. A little gross, but they, yeah. they enjoy a good liver. Oh, you know, what that? side of green beans, maybe. <laughs> and they love to actually like eat the, the organs. They're not into drinking the blood. Okay. You know, like we think of like vampires, they drink your blood, right? They're into more eating the organs. Uh, so this would be kind of more akin to like. Well, that's interesting because. Like zombies, right? The or liver. Like yeah. And I don't know if I'm 100% right on this because yeah, my doctor, my doctorate's in Google searching, yes. but like the liver in those cultures back then was more like the heart and emotional center yes, of a person that's correct. versus West, you knew that? And Western yeah. culture, it's, it's the actual heart. Like we're like, oh, he ate the heart. Like, oh, like your heart. But back yeah. then it was the liver was like the emotional center of somebody. No, that is 100% correct. And you know, I'm out of teaching history for a few years now, but yes, yeah. you, even in Europe, they used to believe, well, Greece is Europe. They used to believe that the liver is where everything stemmed from. Yeah. So that the blood circulated from the liver. Okay. It, I can't, oh, man, I can't remember the year, but it must have been 1400s, 1500s. Okay. Where they finally realized that the heart's the, the, the main heart circulatory main, thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so them saying that somebody's eating your liver back then, that would have been like very symbolic. Like they took your emotional, they, they took over your emotions. Right. They own you now. Yes. Yeah, Which those, is, to yes. me is like super symbolic for types of people that they're. The collective consciousness is like, hey, you know, you get in deep with somebody, they're going to eat you alive, man. You know, yeah. like that. I think it's like, yeah, about certain personalities and all. Oh, yeah, okay, keep, keep, keep going. That's interesting. Okay, so let, let's go on to the Philippines. Okay. All right. So in the Philippines, they have another creature, the Mananagal. Uh, the Mananagal. If you look it up, there's one, two, three, four ends in the word and <laughs> a couple of G's and all right. All right. But anyway. You this, did your best. Yeah. So this creature... <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Mononagal, I think it's pronounced. Sounds good. I'm pretty sure. Uh, So this is another creature that also can shapeshift. She's, again, a woman. Of course. Yes, by day, she's this lovely, wonderful purple indigo. (laughs) (laughs) Seems so nice. Seems so nice and wonderful. Everybody loves her. Yeah. And, you know, just just want to be around her all day long. But then at night, once again, things change. <laughs> and she shapeshifts. Right. The purple goes dark. Yeah. Um, and she turns into this creature. Kind of Now you're getting like a bat. Mm-hmm. You know, like we also think of vampires as like bats. bats. Yeah, sure. we haven't even said that yet, right? So she turns into this winged creature. And her body now has the ability to, to break in half okay. at the torso. So her top half flies... And she, I guess it's like dangling. This is gross, people. It's gr- dangling intestines, I guess. Ew. And then she takes her other, the bottom half, right. and she hides it. Okay. Uh, usually she hides it like in a, in a forest or a wooded area or somewhere where it's going to fit in so nobody can find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what she does is she takes, she has this also very long tongue, uh-huh. super duper long tongue, and she uses it to enter human bodies. Okay. And then she, what she does is when she's in there, she goes for the, again, usually the liver. Okay. She'll go for the heart too. She'll, you know, blood as well. The bile, all the different. Like your um, life force. Your life force. Energies. Yeah, right. Uh, and typically her favorite prey is pregnant women. Oh. She loves pregnant women. Yeah. And, um, okay. So that's her. And then what, what basically the, go- the goal here for her is you have to kill her. Before she finds the lower half of her body. Okay. And before the sun rises. Oh, okay. Right. So if you know this 
Mananagal is running around your town, you got to get your search party out mm-hmm. and you got to go search for the lower half of the body. Oh. And then when you find that lower the half of the body, you got to sprinkle your garlic, this is like the garlic, mm-hmm. the salt and all those things on it. And then that would prevent her from coming into one again. Got it. Yeah. Okay. A uh, lot of talk about how a Mananagal is formed. And basically, I think they believe that if when you're a baby, you eat a uh, baby black chicken. Oh. Yes. And then what they would do is if this happened to you, they right. turned you upside down okay. to try to get the chicken out of your body. Oh, God. But, yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what's this? Yeah. Okay. So to me, this is, okay, why pregnant women? Right. Well, back then, you know, or even maybe in some countries today, they still can't explain a miscarriage. They sure. can't explain stillborn. They can't right. explain a... You know, dying in pregnancy. Sure. So it's very easy yeah. to come up with this theory that the Mononago comes at night, yeah. puts their tongue down your, up your nostril, right. goes through your body and kills the baby. Well, it's a human coping mechanism, yes. which we still have today. Like, it's just how we deal with something that's just too hard. Yeah. You know, you would project it and put it on something else. Yeah, definitely. Or just, we don't have the ability they, to explain it. Explain so. it. And yeah. And like today we might have some weird theories, you know, you're, you're always looking some of those like TikTok theories, right? Oh yeah. That I'm like, no, no. It, it just like you know with different dimensions and portals, right, and Valleys, yeah. And yeah. There's always strings. Yeah. And, we're still doing it today. Yeah, we're still doing it today. Right. Yeah, we, we just can't. Explain, we're not different. Yeah, we can't right. explain the quantum leaping or physics right. yet. But maybe in a hundred years, two hundred years, thousand years from now, yeah, if we're still around. Uh, that's depressing. Then we could possibly <laughs> explain it. Okay. But back then, like. You know, any, with anything, they couldn't explain, you know, you go to ancient Japan. They developed whole religion, religions such as like Shintoism because they couldn't understand nature. Right. So like when a hurricane came through or a typhoon or something, yeah. like what is that? Well, it must mean the gods are angry and that's the explanation for it. So mm-hmm. we have to, you know, make sure the gods are happy. Well, so, I think a lot of these things too, these stories, because um, we still have them today, like they, there's, there's an interesting story, but inside there's a nugget of truth. And it's just easier for the truth to be carried when, when it has like a nice uh, package around it that's right. that's more palpable. Yes. But but inside is truth somewhere. That's the thing. So Ex- yeah, yeah. That's yes, and that's what we're kind of trying to figure talk about out. today. Yeah. That's what we're All right. So let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna go to ancient Babylon. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So, you ever walk into a wine store and you have no idea what wine to get? Yeah, this happens to me more <laughs> than I care to admit. Well, you're going to love our next one. It's Naked Wines. Yes. This is perfect. Yeah. This, I mean, for this podcast, this is perfect. <laughs> you know, what could go better? Naked Wines while playing Jumanji. It's a pairing. It, it's a pairing. You know, like you know, like sometimes you pair a wine with like a seafood yeah. or a steak or a chicken. Here, you're going to pair <laughs> Naked Wines with playing Jumanji. Exactly. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Naked Wines. And Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price you'd normally pay in stores. You know, I love to rate, you can rate their wine after you get it. And then each shipment will get better and better because they get to know you better. Naked Wines has been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent independent winemakers, which I just love. And no commitments or membership free fees. You can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. So hear this. All right, get ready. Head to nakedwines.com slash KYA and click 
enter a voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in KYA for both the, the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. That's nakedwines.com slash KYA and use the code and password KYA. And grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time. That's nakedwines.com slash KYA, code and password, KYA, for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So are you talking about Sunnydale, California yet, or where are we now? Oh, yes. We're going to take a pit stop there. Is that that Buffy? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're going to get there. We will get there. I just wanted to add, because... On the break, I was thinking about it, and you know, a few years ago, this would have been on the top of my head. William Harvey was the oh. one that came up with the, the idea that the uh, circulation of blood starts with the heart, not the liver, in okay. 1628. That would have been a fact I would have known right off the top of my head a few years ago. But the green people cared, and the rest Somebody of us somewhere didn't. cared. If you do want to look that up and check that out. Good job, Scott. All right. I just right. wanted to add that in there. Thank you, Doctor. I could not forgive myself if I did not do that. I had to put it in. All right. So let's go to ancient Babylon. This is... Uh, ancient Sumer, right? The Sumerians, the Babylonians, that time period. Totally. Totally know totally. everything about it. Oh, the, the land Sumers. between the two rivers. Go all the way back to your ninth grade history fertile class. Crescent. The Fertile Crescent. Yes. Oh. Tigris and Euphrates. <laughs> river, right? The river valleys. River valley civilizations. All oh, that God. good stuff. If yeah. You, you remember your ninth grade history. Okay. okay. So... Lilith. Oh. And this is very controversial. I don't want to upset anybody. This is just, this is not my theory. I don't per se believe in this, but I just want to tell the story. I, okay, without you even knowing what you're going to say, yes. the Lilith stuff is so cool because it always comes up with the pop culture, some of the pop, some of the pop culture vampire stuff. They will talk about Lilith. I right. think it's like in the True Blood. Yeah, in True. I didn't know that. When I was yeah. watching True Blood, and I'm like, oh, wait, wasn't that in True right. Blood and Vampire Lilith? And yes. yes. And there's right. a lot so, of, like, witch stuff with it. Very, yeah. very well, cool. Don't mention witches oh, on yeah. this podcast. Okay. We have a witch. <laughs> She's quiet. I did not turn that light on today on purpose, so it cannot go off and on. All right. So who is this Lilith character? Mm-hmm. All right. So some people believe that she was the first wife of Adam, right? Adam and Eve. Whoa. Yeah. You know, Genesis. Book of Genesis, right. Garden of Eden. Wait, so before Eve, there's Lilith? Yes, that's the theory. That's not in the Bible I read. Right, but some people believe okay. that Lilith is this first wife of Adam, mm-hmm. and that, you know, she was a little feisty. Okay. She didn't, you know, submit to Adam's will. Oh, she was a feminist. Right, right. she was the first feminist, you know, and she had to leave the garden. She, you know, Adam kicked her out for not, you know, doing the chores, you know, I don't know, like chewing his apple for him. What is he, what's she going to do? You know, but, but anyway, okay. so then Adam got a helper named Eve, right? you know, who's more, you know, you know, willing to do what he wanted her to do until she wasn't, I guess. Right. All. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but now Lilith, here's the thing mm-hmm. you would think Adam would you know, said goodbye to Lilith. It's over with Lilith. Don't know. No. Oh. Okay. So Adam is still hanging around on the side with Lilith. This part's not in the Bible. Yeah. That well, I read again. This is the story. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> you know, so Eve, maybe, you know, she gets tired after eating a couple of apples, you know, tending to the garden, mm-hmm. you know, all the fig leaves she's got to get. And then 
Adam goes off, and he had children, kids, with Lilith. Okay. This guy had a lot of time on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Juggling these two worlds here, two wives, whatever. Right. Uh, Now, people believe that the children of, with Lilith and Adam, Mm -hmm. are like demon children. Oh. That's where we get demons. So. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, they're the, like Lilith actually is the Sumerian word for demon. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and then she would become the queen of demons. Oh. That's Lilith. Uh, and basically it was, the story goes that she would go around at night and she would hunt young boys and infants, usually, oh, again, God. usually male. Yeah. And she would suck their blood or whatever, kill yeah. them and turn them into vampires. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that so she was like the first vampire, like the ish demon demonic vampire. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah, because if you go back to ancient Sumer, that is before any of the other time periods that we've talked about. Okay. Yeah. So I guess she would be considered the first by some people to be the first vampire. Okay. I do believe now that I really I'm going to the way back of my mind. I believe in True Blood. She was considered to be the yeah. first vampire. Okay. So yeah. So that that's Lilith. Uh, so again, this is going all the way back to the first civilizations all right. in recorded history. That's crazy. Not that, not the, there might have been civilizations before that. We don't know about them, but in right. recorded history. Yeah. All right. So pretty, pretty crazy, right? So, yeah, it's pretty. So it's kind of like religious. Pretty wild. It's got like a religious aspect to it. Yeah, it's like or almost like the anti-religious tone. Right. The opposite. The opposite of it. Like right. ever the antithesis. Yeah. Of, right. You know where you have good and evil. But again, women. Again, going back, exactly. You know. Yep, still going back to women, still, you know, yep. All those themes. All those themes. All right, so now let's go to Europe. All right, so we're going to Transylvania. Oh, yeah. Where I was. Yesterday. 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 (laughs) Got in on the red eye. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. So we're in the 1400s, and the ruler of Transylvania, which is currently... Now known as Romania, is Vlad the Third. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Okay, oh, you knew that. One. You knew yeah, that I one. knew that one. Okay, really? uh, yeah. well, my extensive pop culture vampire watching gives me some of these really? tidbits. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're in the 1400s. <laughs> uh, birth is really not known. They believe 1428. Death is known 1477 because he died in battle. And his last name was, I don't know if you could get this, mm. if you put the two and two together, Eastern Europe, famous vampire, last name being... Dracula? Dracula! Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So oh, that, wow. Yeah, so he, his name was Dracula. So, okay. So it could be Vlad III, you know him as Vlad the Impaler, yeah. or Vlad Dracula. Okay. Dracula meaning dragon oh. for the time period. So he took on that. That was just his, his last name. And Vlad was known to be a cruel ruler uh you know his father and and brother were both killed by other princes in the in the region mm-hmm. so kind of like maybe like a revenge type thing going on here but he was very known to be extremely cruel to his enemies and okay. what he would do when in battle i would not want to <laughs> went to battle fighting vlad the uh impaler right. he would take stakes yeah so now you have your wooden stakes and he would take the bodies Put them alive Ew. of his enemies, put them onto the stake, okay. impale them onto oh. the stake, and then he would leave them there to die. Great. Yeah. Okay. Great guy. So he got a reputation. So he got the reputation of Vlad the Impaler, right? Yeah. But here you, you have that theme of the wooden stake through, like, the body. Yeah. Right? Again, we're trying to 
come up with where we get all these things like the garlic the you know oh the steak yeah the steak oh, the that's vampire. where the steak right. is right right oh, okay. right yeah. interesting yeah so many thousands died this way in battle this guy was like pretty much oh always at, at war with somebody whether it had been the Ottoman Turks or his own right. you know na- people in his nation uh, he was always trying to keep his power you know oh. there was a lot of power struggles going on but I'm not going to get into that but the claim is that Vlad when they were the bodies were on the stakes and they were yeah. just waiting to eventually die, yeah. he would drink their blood. Ew. What yeah. sicko. And <laughs> according to legend, again, I don't know if this is true or not. Right. But according to accounts, I guess, he would take bread, Ew. dip it. I'm totally grossed into, out. Yeah, this is gross, people. I know. Yeah. We, we just lost half the, oh, the viewers. Nasty. Or listeners. And he would dip it in the blood of his victims right. and drink it. What a sicko. Weirdo. So, <laughs> although... <laughs> so nasty. Yeah, although it is not... Said specifically yeah. in the book Dracula, uh-huh. it is supposedly that uh, Bram, the author, uh-huh. took it off of this uh, person in history. Oh, okay. Vlad. Right. Vlad the Impaler. So it's, it's supposed to be based off him and he's still alive. You know, people think he, he's Dracula. Which, well, which you makes know, sense. here's the deal. When you yeah, do something like period. that, you do reach a, a level of immortality. Right. Like, you know, if you're alive in 1400s and yeah. I know about you right. in 2024, right. that's, you've reached a level that's yeah. symbolically you're immortal. Right. You know, so that that's interesting oh, yeah, too. Symbol- yes, true. There's a symbolic I- immortality in these things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I would... Again, I'm not in the mind of the author, but mm-hmm. I, I, I would believe that it was based off of this character okay. in history. This historical yeah. histor- this historical figure was uh, Dracula. The character was based upon. Okay. All right. So that that's Europe, and then as you go through the Middle Ages in Europe, so you know, in the 1300s, not a, you know, less than a hundred years before Vlad, you had probably the greatest tragedy. Um, I mean, I don't know, the greatest tragedy, but of the medieval period, the greatest tragedy, the bubonic plague. Oh, yeah. This is where a third of the population is just dead. Yeah. Um, so a lot of disease. They could never explain the plague at that time. They, they didn't know, how, know how they didn't it was know happening anything about or anything. It. Right. 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 Um, and then that kind of disease, the, the plague, you know, you, I don't want to get into like the grossness of it, but it all these boils on your body and you'd be yeah. spitting out blood and phlegm and all these things. So... I think that's you what interview. You, do you remember interview with the vampire in the movie with like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise? Yeah, very and, vaguely. Uh, yeah, I think I think I haven't seen it in a long time. It's a really good movie. I think it uh, there's some element during that or something. Yeah, that that like it happens portrays that. So, yeah, portrays some part of that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so so you get that you can't. People couldn't explain it. They right. tried every single thing in the book to try to get rid of it. They couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it would be natural to think that this. Was something to do with the undead, vampires, you know, whatever. There was also a lot of blood disorders that they couldn't, they didn't understand either. Oh, there like, was this blood disorder where it would cause blisters on your skin oh. when you exposed to sunlight. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and they couldn't understand it. So people would be very pale. Plus, plus you would have these, you know, when the sun hit you, right? it would bring out the, the blood blisters. Okay. So people would, you know, put two and two together. Okay. So vampire, oh, it hits the sun. All of a sudden, they start to... People are just grasping at straws for answers, like, what's happening here? Yeah, plus there were just so many diseases, and people didn't know what what they were causing, and they wanted to find... I mean, I think that's human nature, too. It's like, what's happening so we can stop it? And and even if it's not the right thing, it's just something to make you feel like you're in control. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and then also a lot with burial, too, was a problem. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you know, especially with the bubonic plague and other plagues and throughout history, people didn't, you know, have time to bury you six feet under. And mm-hmm. they didn't even know at that time, in some cases, to do it that deep. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of shallow graves. So there was a lot of times where the bodies would pop up. Ugh. And when that happened, they would... Maybe the, it wasn't you know a skeleton yet, so mm-hmm. they would actually see what's going on with the human body as it was decomposing, mm-hmm. and that could kind of give the sense like you know if there was still like let's say blood or blood in the right, you know it would give the sense that they could be the undead right if they're still alive. So a lot of times what they would do is they would take a stake or something Just to make sure and they, they would stab dead. it in the heart right or they would chop the head off okay of the body just to make sure they were dead yeah and this could be months later by the way oh god yeah this could okay. definitely be months later so yeah had that so, going on too so, so you can see was, where all these it was these... born out of a lot of sadness and chaos and and no answers and right and and whatnot yeah so i mean pretty much all the remember when in the beginning when we talked about all the different things of vampires from the garlic and all that you can see where they're all coming from right i'm not sure about the mirror one yet but maybe just because you can't see yourself in a mirror i don't know yeah well i think like um yeah, it just it's kind of like here. Here's how you know that yeah. they're not real, right? You know, it's kind of makes people feel safe. Well, here you go. Like I, I'm not a vampire because you can see me. You can see me. See my reflection. Right. See, I'm good. You know, yeah, you have wait, to. Uh, yeah, it's say, kind of like. All right, let me check. You're I'm human. out in the sun, so I must not be a vampire. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like it, it makes people feel safe. You have yeah. to. You have to make them feel safe too. Like the here's the fail safes. Here's the checklist. How you know they're not a real vampire or they are, and you can do it that way. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to do a couple more. We're going to the United States. It is just all about the subscriptions. We all have them. And when one of my subscriptions increased in price, Rocket Money alerted me to it right away. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how money I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash KYA. That's rocketmoney.com slash KYA, rocketmoney.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. Okay, so can we go to Merlots and Bonton yet? Or <laughs> well, well, we, we are going to a vampire bar, but it's it's going to be in Louisiana. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. Merlots oh, yeah, in Louisiana, yeah. Bonton, Louisiana. Bonton, Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, I want to go there now. Okay, because right, yeah. this well, this so is in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. So far, everything's kind of gross, and uh, nobody's like it is really gross. That's why I'm not. I'm where's not Vampire in... Eric? Like yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not into blood and stuff. That's why I'm not into vampires. All. Grosses. And how come it's yeah. all women? And where are the where are the vampire men yet? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not feeling the old vampire stuff yet. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Go um, ahead. All right. Well, let me let me go, let's fast forward to the United States, and we're going to the 1890s. Okay. All right, so, in 1892, I don't know if you know this, but maybe the audience, someone shout it out if you know the answer. <laughs> Do you know what the leading cause of death in the early 
1890s. Tuberculosis. Yes, very good. You got Thanks. it. Okay, How do yeah. I know that? How do you know that? I don't know. Probably one of the shows you watch. No, I just, I just know I crap about things. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, other people <laughs> shouted it out. But yes, tuberculosis consumption. is the consumption. Right. Yeah. Is the leading cause of death. It's like you cough blood into a handkerchief or something. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, you're sweating, you're coughing. Yeah, they thought, like, fresh air would cure it. Yeah, they thought everything... So they'd stick you out in the prairie or something. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Had no idea how to do it. If you caught this, the chances of you dying were about 80%. It's very contagious. Very contagious. And it still exists. Yeah, still exists. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a very high death rate back in the 1890s. You got it. Most likely you're going to die. I mean, pretty much almost the same death rate... As a bubonic plague wow. back in the 1300s. So not, you know, if you think about like in terms of medicine from the 1300s to the almost 1900s, still, you're still in the same boat. Right? Wow. All right. So let's go to Exeter, Rhode Island. Okay. 18, end of the 1800s. All right. The Brown family. Unfortunately, the family had caught TB. Uh, the whole okay. family? Pretty much. The whole family. So in 1884... Mary Eliza, who is the mother, uh-huh. dies of tuberculosis. Uh-huh. Okay, so father's yeah. still alive. The oldest daughter, 1886, dies of tuberculosis. Oh my God. Mercy Brown, who's the uh, youngest daughter, okay. is going to die in 1892 okay. of tuberculosis. Then there's a son and the father left. The son is very sick. Ugh. They actually did what you said. They sent him off to oh, yeah. be out in the Colorado uh, air, yes. thinking that they it would the help. They thought the right. prairie air would prairie air, cure exactly. it. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. And he comes back, but we both know that's not going to help. Yeah. So it did not help. So he's very sick still. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then there's the father. So obviously it's a small town, and people, you know, Instead of thinking it's tuberculosis, they're mm-hmm. thinking that there's something going on here yeah. as well. Uh, oh, so, like the dad's doing this to everybody? Yeah, or, or something. Some, some, they don't know what's going on okay. here. That why they're why are all the Browns dying? Right, right. You know, again, it's a small town. So We're you're not, saying it's looking fishy. Yeah, and there's not, and people are like, "What's going on over there?" Yeah, yeah you're you're not in a major city at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not in Philadelphia or something. You're you're in Rhode Island. You know, tiny town in Rhode Island. So they decide that they're going to dig up the bodies. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. So they dig up. Now, remember the years I told you as well. So they dig up the the two skeletons. (laughs) What's that? Forgot them. That's 1884 and 1886. Okay. All right. So they dig up the bodies of the older daughter and Uh the wife. And lo and behold, they're they're skeletons. Okay. Okay. So they're skeletons. That's it. They're they're dead. They're like, okay, they just, that's fine. No funny business here. Let's move on. Okay. So then they dig up Mary, uh, Mercy Brown. Oh. Now, Mercy Brown had been dead for about nine months. Okay. Now, the other has been years. Uh, and they notice she's not a skeleton. Uh-huh. She's actually almost in the same state that which he died in. Okay. But think about it. It's winter. It, they, this is a winter time. I, I did not say that. But this winter time. Yeah. That could keep the body going for, I don't know, the like whole preserved, decay process. Right. preserve the body for yeah. quite a while. So when they found her, they did, you know, they found some blood in her heart and her uh-huh. liver. They did all like cutting her up here and everything. Oh, and she yeah. looked like she had was the undead. Oh. Uh, so they thought that she was a vampire. Oh, okay. Okay. But so, <laughs> they then did. Who are they? The town, the town's people. Like, like the when you tell me this, I get kind of like a Charles Dickens, like a bunch of carolers yeah. at the graveyard. Like just, that's the vision yeah, I get. And they're like, wearing like little bonnets and their little outfits. Right. And they're like cutting somebody up. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, it, 
Like, sure. who's they? It's like, like if you ever, you know, like, there's an old movie, but people? like Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Like, old movie, they have that little town. Yeah, but like, who's they? It's like, like the who's town just people. like, what like, meeting did they have where they're like, hey, let's go it's dig like, up a body. It's Ew. like in Gilmore Girls when they have that town meeting. Yes, it's like Gilmore And all of a sudden Girls. the mayor said, let's go get that body. Yeah. And then like <laughs> Luke raises coffee cup and they all charged. <laughs> yes. And they, they did it. But they're wearing period clothing. And that's what I see in my head. And I just don't understand how this gets started. But continue. That's exactly how it happens in a little town meeting. They're all freaked out that these people are dying and probably other people are dying. Oh, so they're going to blame it on little Mercy Brown. Poor Mercy. Yeah, Mercy Brown. You know, little Mercy Brown is going to get blamed for this. Yeah. You know, just like Salem, right? You know, Salem yeah. witch trials. Well, I mean, she's... Yeah. All right. All right. So... Oh, I, I mentioned witch. I apologize. <laughs> all right. Stop it. So they thought she was a vampire and because the body didn't decay. Obviously, it's probably... Because of the process. Sure. So what they do is they take out her liver. Ew. They take out her heart. Yeah. And they still, you know, they're behind too. They still don't know it's the, the heart yet, yeah, probably. Yeah, that was back in 1600s. <laughs> yeah, 1692. <laughs> William Harvey. <laughs> and, then, right. and then they totally bur- like burned her body. Right? All right. Okay, so they burned her body, and then they reburied some of it. Now, not only do they do that, then they take her ashes. Oh, my God. Mix it with water. You know, like, all right, let's make some muffins and let's also mix his ashes with water. What's wrong with these people? Yeah. So they okay. mix it. And then, remember, I told you the brother was dying. So they thought, for some reason, okay. if they fed this to him, <laughs> I'm going to throw He up. would live. I'm going to puke. So he, I guess, drinks it. I, guess this is, I mean, I'm, I don't know if this happened 100%. This is just the history. But, uh-huh. um, and then he dies two months later. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they make of that? So brown, the other brown dies. And yeah, so it's like they blamed a vampire who's dead for... Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't what about make, the dad? It doesn't the make dad? sense. Dad, the dad stayed alive. That's like, weird. Yeah, that yeah. is... How come he didn't get it? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think of is like maybe... You know, like why some people didn't get COVID, right? Well, I, mean, like I never you. got COVID. Why? Like, yeah, that'd be like, me. I, when when us, when all three of us are sick, like you're never sick. Yeah. Are you a vampire? Possibly. <laughs> or maybe the dad knew my secret when I, you know. Oh yeah. Time traveled to him and told him eat an apple and honey every day. <laughs> this was a secret. And you will not is. get. That was my secret to not getting COVID. But you and, did get it. We're just you won't admit that you got it. Well, asymptomatic. I never had like the <laughs> symptoms of it. But this that's another like a, thing. That's right. a whole other thing in that's our house. Thing. Yeah, I never was sick from it. We but, digress. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I had it. Just asymptomatic. All right. But anyway, maybe I'm a vampire. I don't know. But what about vampires today? Not the movie vampires. Okay. In real life, are there vampires? And the answer to that is 100. percent Yes, there wow. are people that believe. There are vampires. Uh, they they're vampire clubs and bars all over the country. Yeah. Um, some places have more than others. I mm-hmm. did some research. You know, New Orleans is the one we always think of. And yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But there's another place <laughs> that has a lot of vampires too. Now let me give you the characteristics of that place. Okay. And then see what you think. So all right. it's very cold. Uh huh. The sun comes out. Gosh, maybe once in a while. You know, you could go <laughs> 21. I I myself went 21 days without the sun coming out. Right. Uh, people there, lo- vampires there, they love wings. Now think about this. They're eating the wings and the sauce is dripping. The barbecue sauce is dripping off the wing. Uh-huh. Very messy. On their lip. That okay. People could think that's blood. Oh. You know, barbecue sauce for blood on the, on the wings. All right. BBQ wings, right? Uh, you know, pale, lack of vitamin D, C. <laughs> you know, it's a very rainy, snowy climate. Uh-huh. And I, most people might have guessed this by now, but yes, Buffalo, New York wow. is a huge hotbed, apparently, for vampires. That's all right. People believe 
that they are vampires. I lived there for 30 years. I never met one. I haven't either. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of the football players, they could be the undead. That's why they're good. Maybe Josh Allen is a vampire. Who knows? I know there's a lot of the fans trying to become vampires as they jump on tables drunk okay. and things like that. But, uh, yes. But, yes, Buffalo, New York is a, is a big vampire spot. Uh, someone from UB... I think the last name was Browning, wrote this huge dissertation. Yeah. uh, UB student on vampires in New Orleans and in uh, Buffalo. That's crazy. Really crazy. Uh, Now, of course, you could also go to New Orleans. I do recommend going to the Potions Lounge. Okay. This is, they say they claim they are vampire-owned and operated. That's hysterical. Yes, vampire-owned and operated. Uh, that's it funny. is a speakeasy. Okay. So you do need a password to get oh. into this place so you could try their blood. Now, I know the password. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I could say it. I don't know if the vampires are going to come for me tonight. You should tell tonight. Them. You should tell everybody. All right. But the password is, you guys ready? <laughs> don't tell anyone. It came from me. The password is Jumanji. <laughs> It's Jumanji. Jumanji. That's the password. All so right. if you ever go to the Potions Lounge in New Orleans, Jumanji. All right. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a different type of vampire. I'm going to talk about psychic vampires. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, I know you love coffee. I love coffee. And we've been looking for something to put in there to get us through our day a little better. Yes. Because I love coffee. Well, most, And I love putting things in coffee. You do. And most people on planet Earth love a good cup of coffee. Yeah, and yeah. good thing this podcast is sponsored by Four Wellness. Their best-selling product, The Good Stuff, is a performance coffee supplement that supercharges the natural benefits of your coffee with just one scoop. Enjoy better focus, reduce the caffeine jitters, increase your collagen, and support fat burn with the power of the good stuff's five key ingredients, L-theanine, collagen, MCT, cinnamon, and Himalayan salt. And on top of that, the good stuff helps you ditch the bad stuff like sugar, dairy, and artificial creamers, and it tastes good. That's my favorite part of it. So our listeners probably love coffee like you do, Scott. I love coffee. So if you drink coffee, it's time to give For Wellness a try. Head to forwellness.com slash KYA and use code KYA for 25% off your order. Once again, that's forwellness.com slash KYA for 25% off and make sure you use our promo code KYA so they know that we sent you. I love coffee. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right, so when you were doing your actual vampire research, I noticed that the term psychic vampire kept coming up or energy vampire, and it's it's something that people actually do identify as in this, like, vampire club world you're talking about. Some yep. people do call themselves <laughs> they're psychic vampires, so they just feed off the life force energy of people, like the energetic life force energy of them, and they really feel like that they do that. But and they admit to that. They admit to it. Oh, They're okay. like, "This is what I do." You know, I have to feed off other people's psychic energy in order to feed wow. my own life energy. At least they're upfront and honest about it. But if you search this up, psychic vampire is everywhere. It's even in psychology. People bring it up, or um, we've talked about it on here. So what's what's a psychic or an energy vampire? So who are they? So sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's not. So. I truly feel that a lot of time it's on purpose. They might not call themselves an energy vampire, but they know what they're doing. 
to you. Like there, and, and so I think a lot of these people are toxic for various reasons. They have a lot of their own issues. And that's the number one thing. These are people that have their own issues that look for people on a higher vibration and try to suck the life force out of them so that that you end up on the same vibration they're at. And then they get like a high off of taking you down. And some people do this on purpose and some people don't like some people are just toxic. And, you know, it could be a disease that they have or they're going through something or whatever, but some people are very on purpose about it. They know what they're doing. These are bullies. These are nasty people. Sometimes they're people with some sort of personality disorder. We've talked about on here, like narcissists and all sorts of stuff like that. So we can just say toxic for, toxic for various reasons. And, and they come out more when you're, because, you know, we've been talking about the law of vibration last mm-hmm. few episodes. So you're saying they might come out more if you try to shift that vibration to a different level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you kind of stay on the same level yeah. or go down, you might not feel it as much. This is when you notice them. But you're going to notice it yeah, if you're like, trying to Yeah, like let's go say up. you got engaged and you're really happy. Right, right. Or you're getting a new job. Or you're wearing a cute new sweater and you're going out or something. Like if you're on some sort of high, fun vibe, they show, they are attracted to you. You're like... Uh, a light and they're the moth. They're coming for you because you're giving off this energy that attracts good things, but also attracts the darkness. So basically you're like Suki. Yeah. 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 Suki, the character. Yeah. Yeah. They all, all the vampires. They're all into her because she smells real good Right. because they don't know she's got fairy blood, but yeah, that's what it is. A hundred percent. Yeah. They don't realize that Suki (laughs) is on this great vibration. That's what we're saying. Yeah. She's on a vibration. So it's going to attract a lot of good things. It's going to attract a lot of the darkness to her. Right. Right. Exactly. So you're like Suki. Yes. Okay. So anyways, (laughs) so, um, what do energy vampires feel like? They make you feel really drained and sad you can feel really exhausted around them, sudden mood shifts that you can't explain. You can start feeling bad about yourself, internalize their stuff without realizing it. You can feel very belittled, like you just want to be quiet. You, you can feel like you have to be invisible so they don't call you out. Also, they can make you very physically, uh, they can give you physical symptoms. You can get headaches, uh, make, you, make you nauseous, make you sick, make you dizzy, make you feel detached. And the main thing they can do is they can give you psychic attacks. And I want to talk about that. I've had before... Okay, some of you are more susceptible to psychic, psychic attacks than others. If you have an empath aura and lead with it, you are 100% more, <laughs> more uh, susceptible to psychic attacks than others. And I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But I want to tell my own story. I've had this happen several times because I'm very susceptible to it. But now that I'm aware of it, I'm a lot better at understanding. So... Without calling out people in my life, we were on vacation um, as, you know, it was like a a vacation and we had to see other people during this vacation. And sometimes I I was in my own room and sometimes I had to leave the room and go out with other people. And I started getting dizzy. Like I felt my my head wasn't attached to my body, uh, blinding headaches. Like my neck was stiff. I was, Scott, I was telling you about this. You're like, what's wrong with you? I remember this vacation. Like Tylenol wasn't, you know, no headache medicine was touching it. Um, I was nauseous. My stomach was turning. I felt like I was going to be sick and I knew where it was coming from only because, and that's, that's the good thing if you listen to this stuff and you understand it, only because I know that my own energy has a tendency to seek out and be more open to people who are hurting. I'm more susceptible to these things. But because I'm aware of that, I can be like, nope, we're not doing that. 
But at the same time, when you're on, when you're stuck on vacation with somebody, you know, you have to see them. And, right. and if I was in my regular life, I'd just block, turn, just shut yeah. the door. No. I mean, for me, I was just, there was all you could eat shrimp. So I was just doing that the whole time. <laughs> And I was totally unaware. You're like, I know yeah, you would, but I, the shrimp. Yeah, because <laughs> I know you would tell me these things, and I wasn't as you know didn't understand it as much back right. then. So I was like, oh yeah, let's just I'm just gonna get more shrimp. You know, so yeah, yes, I, but I remember you always telling me these things, and yes. you were drained, and it was a week long thing yeah, too. Yeah, it was, and it was a while. My, they were it was they were disturbing my sleep. Yeah, I was having actual vivid. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but this is. I knew where it was coming from. Like right, I was having right, right. these sleep disturbances where I was asked, they were astral traveling to me. I was getting um, interrupted in my sleep. I was having really horrific nightmares. It was all caused by, by this person. And I, I knew what it was. Um, so what's a psychic attack? A psychic attack is it's a negative energy that someone sends you. And it's a conscious or unconscious intention to inflict some sort of harm upon you, your life or your family. Um, and harm, this harm can be launched towards your emotional, your physical, or your mental state, and, or, and especially your spiritual state. And a lot of these energies are projected in the form of thought. And a lot of them come from jealousy, and it can come from other reasons from the jealousy, too. Like, maybe your life is progressing forward where they feel stagnant. Maybe you represent something. Because I didn't even know this person that well. Maybe you represent something to them that they themselves don't feel like they have available in their own life. Um, they could just be envious of what other people have, and, and they see, like, oh, wait, you have that. How? Why do you have that? And, you know, like they can focus on it. They're just in, in a dark moment in their life and, and a lot of fear and stuff. So there's a lot of reasons why people can, can attach to you. And if you have an indigo, purple, turquoise, blue aura, and you lead with it without a lot of boundaries. And especially if you don't have like a logic color, which I don't, I'm purple indigo, you know, you're red, blue. So sometimes if you have like a logic color, like the yellow or the green or the red that you can push that forward and all of a sudden it's a boundary and they can't move past that as much because your energy will just naturally protect you better. But if you're like double empath like me, it's harder. And I know a lot of you listening are like, yeah, that's harder Uh, because you can't not notice it. I notice when people are in pain. I notice when people are upset. I notice when people are thinking something about me that's not true or, or they're making something in their own head and projecting it onto me. So all that stuff, you're like if you have a more logic color, you can be like, yeah, so what? And shut the door on it. It's harder when you have like a double empath color because you like hold it. Yeah. Right, and yeah. even Well, yeah. And when that happened, like I said, I was eating all you could eat shrimp. <laughs> uh, if it would happen, if it were to happen today, yeah, I don't know that I would just be eating the all you could eat shrimp. Right. Because it, actually today I am, I do kind of feel it more. I know I'm red yes. blue and I do have that boundary and yeah. I don't think I feel it like anything like you do or these highly empathic people do, but I now do feel these things. You started to actually have physical symptoms yes, to I've, low I, vibrational I've, frequencies. Yes. I've had that recently, mm-hmm. not knowing what it was, but I, and I actually put it to the test. Yeah. You know, cause I did it a couple of situations to figure out what, what's going on here. Cause logically I'm thinking, well, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Cause like, you know, that's what you would think, right? A logical person would think, Oh, it must be something wrong like, with oh, me. Oh yeah. I'm sick but or something. No, no, I, Real, I'm going with the way it's, yeah. it's a vet energy vampire or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Because you got to know, like the thing is, is everyone, we're not medical professionals. Definitely go see a doctor. No, but, definitely go see the doctor. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Like don't listen to this over, you know, yeah. your own medical intuition. But for me and for you, yeah. and it's interesting because it was like a same, similar situation. 
when you start feeling the physical symptoms yeah. and you're, and you can say to yourself, Oh my gosh, it's this person. It's not me. It gives you a lot more control. Like this is a psychic attack. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes they don't mean it. They're just, they sense you on a higher vibration and it triggers them. So they send out a set, like their negative energy towards you to attempt to bring you down and then get off. They, they just, they get off on your energy, yeah. like being no, lower. I, I get that. I totally understand the indigo thing now. Yeah. Like, right. For, yeah, Thank you. For me, I just go, like, oh, I don't care if they're there, they're there. Who cares? Right. I don't care. I just won't talk to them, you know, but now it's like, yeah, I don't even want to be in that presence or anywhere near the presence. And you can feel it. So I kind of understand that now. Yeah. But. A big thing is like um, really obvious attacks will be felt like you're having a physical reaction to something. And it comes on suddenly, like a wave. Um, another thing is you you can feel it usually from behind, like sometimes your shoulders, your neck, back of the head, um, like your gut, like, like any like GI disturbances. And then also... A big thing is you don't feel like you can look them in the eye. And that is a subtle psychic attack. Like if somebody is giving you a psychic attack and you're going to have a hard time making eye contact with them, like actually looking at them gives you stress. Now in our 3D world, we're like, oh, you know, you don't like confrontation or you're, you're, avo- you're doing an avoidance tactic. But actually it's very spiritual. Like you don't want to look at them in the eye because you don't know what's looking back at you. There's something there that is like, I can't connect with that. And it's just like your, your animal self is like, don't, don't look at that. So it's just something to be aware of. So my, my thought is that psychic attacks most of the time are by people that you know. Okay. So here's the thing. If I don't think people can get you this hard unless they have a cord attaching themselves to you already. And I've done, oh, and I forget what episode it was. I did a cord cutting episode. It's very important to learn how to remove your own cords and attachments. Nobody else can do this for you. You do it for yourself. But usually if you're going to get a psychic attack from some sort of psychic vampire, what it is is it's because they have already uh, an attachment to you somehow. So usually it's family or friends or somebody that you have to see all the time, Um, somebody kind of close. And I think like a big thing is, with you, if you're getting these feelings of unease or you're feeling like your energy is dirty after you're with these people or you feel like I have to clean myself somehow or whatnot, these are good uh, indications that that's not a good situation for you. And then there might be like uh, attacks happening. So somebody's somebody's benefiting off your energy and you're not benefiting off of them. So these people also, what do, what's their point? Like, what do they want to do? What do these psychic vampires want to do? They want to, They end up taking all the air out of the room. It's always about them. Always. They're very needy. Sometimes they present as childlike, but in a selfish way, and they're adults, so it's not cute. Um, they talk over people. They don't want to hear the truth. They just want to hear what they want to hear. They, they use you. You're, you're just perfunctory in, in their life. Like, what, what can you do for me? Um, they belittle you. If you talk about something, they like to kind of jab at you or, or underhand, you know, what is that behind backstabbing or, yeah. or underhand compliment, backhanded compliment, that kind of thing. They're bullies. Uh, they're, they're always chaotic. There's always chaos. They're very negative. They're very joyless, a lot of guilt trips, and they like to intimidate. So a lot of guilt, a lot of intimidation. And I think like a big thing is how do you stop this? 
So you feel this coming at you, you know, you're like, okay, this is energy vampire stuff. What is it? You can't send negative energy towards somebody who's sending you negative energy. That's what they want. You have to send love and light. And that's really, really hard. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) That's really, really hard. So when you see somebody and you're like, oh my God, that's them. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to hex them back with my own energy. Or you start, you're like, I'm going to get down on their level and play their game. Or I'm going to do this. Actually kind of taking, and I know this sounds so annoying, but the higher road, the higher road doesn't mean you kiss their butt or you do what they want you to do or you just avoid the conflict. That, that's not what I mean by that. The higher road is you just take a step back and you look at them. And my big thing is I like to look at them like they're a kid. I like to look at them like they're a child. This is, how, this is my own personal tactic. I like to look at them like they're a naughty little two-year-old. So no matter what they look like, I'm like, oh, that's a naughty little two-year-old. Oh, <laughs> look at that. They need a nap. Yeah, yeah. They, maybe they're hungry. <laughs> right, like, right, what right. would you say if, if there was, like, a little toddler that you were watching and they were like, and they were doing all, because that's really what these people are doing. Right, right. You know what? And we've all been around that kid. Like we've all had the kid in our lives. Maybe it was a sibling. Maybe it's your own kid. Maybe it's like, you know, your niece or something. We've all been around that little kid where everything's going great. And then they just decide to like, I'm going to ruin the moment. Like, and it's just, it's just a kid, like picture it that way and send them like a lot of love because there's the universal law of karma states that what goes around comes back to you multiplied. So if you send negative energy towards someone, it's just going to come back to you three times fold. But if you send love and light towards somebody and, and, but the tactic of, okay, what you're hurting, sweetie. All right. Doesn't mean I'm going to do what you say, but it does mean that I'm not going to give it back to you the way you want me to, because that's what they want you to do. Um, and, and the other thing you need to understand is no energy can harm or invade you without your permission. So If you start feeling, and listen, this is a lifelong thing because I'm doing this to myself all the time. If you start saying, if you start feeling somebody negatively attacking you and you're like, oh my God, like I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm dizzy. You're starting to feel all that. And you know where it's coming from. You're like, oh my God, what is God? They're projecting their nonsense onto me and their BS. And I can't take a second and be like, hey, wait a second. I'm feeling it because somewhere in me feels like I deserve it. Or somewhere in me feels like this is my worth. Or somewhere in me feels like I should fix them somehow. Like find the part in you that's agreeing to it. And go there and give it a big hug and then remove whatever cord that is. Be like, no, no, I, I'm not owning that. And um, things you can do like the the gray, you know, the gray rock technique where you just become a rock. That is a, that's not mine. It's something, it's, it's, it's a well known technique. And if you haven't heard this, you got to try this with all sorts of difficult people. They get off on your reactions. So if somebody's like that, you just pretend you're a rock. So it's, it's like, how's your day? Good. Nothing else. You don't ask them questions. Yeah, you know, if they start asking you questions, you don't answer. You don't have to answer them. Right, you're right. just like, I don't know. I don't have to think about that. You be, you're a rock. Like, how would a rock answer? Because you're not giving them anything in return. There's you're nothing. Nothing in return. And when you yeah. don't give them anything, yep. you they can't suck it out of you anymore. Right. So being the rock, and that's worked for me with so many people in my life who've been like this. I got to tell <laughs> okay. you, they get really bored with you. And then you might even feel sad when they're bored with you because <laughs> because their psychic attacks were right. actually the only way they showed you any sort of attention or affection with quotes around it. Like, oh my God. And then you realize like, oh, our whole relationship was them just psychically attacking me and me allowing it. 
And that was our relationship. Like once you notice that with people, because you became the gray rock, it's kind of, it's, it can be sad and lonely because you're like, oh, wow, that's really depressing. But it's okay because other people come in and fill it that don't do that. You give them nothing. Never defend yourself to, in a psychic attack because they'll like start saying stuff to you or be like, why aren't you talking? Or why don't you smile? Are you not having fun? Or you don't like it here? You don't like what you're eating? And it's like, just don't defend yourself. Just sit there and don't, you know. And you can say no without reasons. Have zero expectations for people some people are so miserable and sad and joyless and negative and you, you got to let them go. You can't, you know, I think a lot of us, cause we're healers. A lot of us listening are healers. We want to fix people. And we're like, Oh my God, you're, you're such a victim. Like, let me help you. Let me help you empower yourself. They don't want to, if they don't want to, that's not your job. You have to let it go and repeat. I don't own it in your head. I don't own it. I don't own it. I don't own it. I don't own it. And, and, and finally stay away as much as you can. But, um, the, the psychic attacks are a big thing. And also you'll see if they're thinking about you and you're not thinking about them, they might just pop into your head or your dreams or your space, or your energy. And that's when, you know, you have to do a lot of like cleansing. So things like salt baths, sea salt baths once a, once a week are really good. Um, what do I use? I use Dr. T. Not an ad. I, the, I love the Dr. Teals. Dr. Teal. I use o- that too. Yeah. Or the Osea. Oh my God. The Osea. Oh. This is not an ad. I swear. The Osea salt <laughs> scrub is so good. They have Himalayan sea salt scrub. I love it so much. So like once a week that and just, you know, cleansing your energy, removing your own cords and attachments, doing meditations, living in the light. And again, looking at people, okay, you're just an energy. I send you love, but also I'm not participating. And those are my tips for psychic, psychic vampires. Psychic vampires. All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to have some fun with some TV vampires. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last year, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel really energized to take on the day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know it is safe. And all ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've I partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash KYA. That's drinkag1.com slash KYA. Check it out. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, I asked, who is your favorite TV vampire and what aura color do you think they are? And we got, it was a very popular thread. And yes. please continue to read it and add to it because it's, it's very entertaining. Um, all right. So go ahead. All right. What yeah, do you got? Let's have some fun. Let's kind of right. 
Breathe in and breathe out here. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. If you're playing at home, hope you're enjoying that. All right, here we go. Yeah. Megan S. All right, I, I'm going to do this because it's true blood. It's the only one I kind of remember. <laughs> you know. It's the only one I know. <laughs> right. Maybe some of these are job. I remember re- this is the first time I'm actually looking at the thread. All right. I'm always rewatching True Blood. I love anything vampire. I think Bill Compton from True Blood has to be indigo because he prefers to be alone and not with a group of vampires. <laughs> yes, it's true. Love that, love that. And possibly yellow because he does things his way, a bit controlling. He and bu- possibly purple too because he can't drop a purple bob and blow up his whole life by getting in trouble with other vampires, doing things he shouldn't at all in the name of protecting Sookie. I could make him a red, though. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me? I've seen the show too many times. <laughs> All right. I, if I was going to guess Vampire Bill, mm-hmm. and, I, and he was my favorite character, by the way, in yeah. the first few seasons of that show. Like I said, it got a little wonky after that. But I would say he's red indigo, red blue. Yes. That's what I would say. And maybe he's got a little purple in there, too. By but. the way, if you're looking for something to read, yeah. um, the series that it was based off of is amazing. And yeah. it's, it's. I mean, True Blood, the first season was very true to the book series, but that's like my last thing. Yeah, but I'd say he's indigo, too. And he may be yellow because he, like, he recycles. <laughs> Remember? It was just, yeah, I love that. All right, but Megan, I'm going, Megan S., yeah. the writer, I'm going to go with red indigo as my okay. thing. That but, sounds good. Okay. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's for fun. It's just for All right, fun. so Asia writes, Rebecca from Vampire Diaries and the original i think rebecca is pink purple and i am confirmed pink purple and i was just like absolutely and then she wrote i love that she rebels against her brothers by choosing happiness and love over them and i totally agree like rebecca is such a pink and she was my favorite vampire i love that show and i love all of them for different reasons but rebecca on that show holds a place in my heart because of her pink little vampire original heart i just love it all right. All right. I'm going back to True Blood again. Oh, of course. Just okay. Angie T writes Eric Northman, Purple Green. Oh, yeah. And I would say that's 100% correct. I would say that's, that's true. Spot on. Eric you Northman. got that 100% right. And then Pam. Pam, I'm trying to remember back. Is she. Oh, I'm so bad. She has her down as a red purple. I kind of forgot who Pam was. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I love True Blood so much, and they were the best part of the show. Pam. Who was Pam again? I also love Sophie Ann. Yeah, I don't remember oh, wasn't that. she the, um, oh, no. Was Pam, yeah, I remember Pam a little bit. She was like, she was a head vampire. I think she was in, with Eric, oh, right? Oh, Pam, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she was like Eric's friend, and she was like part of the bar owner. Yeah, she totally purple, okay. purple, purple red energy. Purple red, yeah. yeah, she was cool. And then Sophie Ann, she has her down as pink and purple. I, I think that's the one who was the old one, Sophie Ann. I, forgot. I okay. forgot that one, too. Yeah. All right. I would have looked into that. Sorry. I forgot. I haven't seen that in like years. Kelsey writes, Damon, Salvatore, and Catherine Pierce. This is the Vampire Diary stuff, but also Klaus and Caroline. Caroline has to be either yellow, purple, or yellow, blue. Okay, so I got on <laughs> Candace King, who's Carol. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Caroline is played by the actress Candace King, and I got on their um, her podcast uh, by saying... So I wrote, I DM'd her, if Caroline were a vampire, she'd be yellow. And then they were, they were, and that worked. That worked. And they were like, you want to be a guest? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes! I absolutely do with my fangirl self. So yeah, I think Caroline is wholly a yellow. She's such an organized together vampire. And how was I like Damon? It, I get, he gives me like green purple vibes and Catherine Pierce gives me like red purple vibes. So okay, I love that. All right. Mara A says Edward Cullen, green, purple, indigo. <laughs> Susie Q also says Edward Cullen Indigo. 
Yeah. yeah. The whole Twilight yeah, family I don't, I don't know what that was. is funny. Um, like, Sienna's talking about them, too. She thinks Carlisle and Esme are indigo. I would agree with that. Especially Esme seems real indigo. I would say, like, Edward Collins, super indigo. Maybe indigo green, because uh, he's a thinker and he likes classical music. And maybe that would work. All right. What else you got? All right. Um, I'm going again here. All right, let's see what else we got. Oh, you did Klaus. Okay, you did Klaus already? Oh, Klaus is Klaus. hard. I wonder Mandy what color, wants to know about Klaus. What would Klaus be? Oh, that's, I mean, he seems like he's got green-purple vibes, too. But then he's he does, like, the purple bomb thing a lot. He'll mess up. I would say he's green-purple. He's got the vision. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, these are up for up for grabs. Okay, but we have to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Gurjeet, of course, brings up Buffy. And this is... Like literally, this she says this show kind of raised her, and it raised me too. Uh, I was, and this was before DVR. I would have to be home on Tuesdays at eight to watch this show. It is the best show, and I have to rewatch it. I think. Anyways, Angel, yes, she says green indigo. I couldn't agree more. He's got a green indigo thing. Spike, uh, red purple. I agree. I agree with that one. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, there's just a lot on Angel. I think we all have to rewatch Buffy. Oh, I like Nikki Reed in Twilight. Seems to be indigo yellow. I don't know. I've always got like a pink yellow from her a little bit, but yeah. Okay. We, <laughs> I can't believe you're even keeping up with this no, guy because yeah, no, like you we, don't even I don't watch any, any of these. I don't know what you're doing. What about this one? Have you ever watched? What we do in the shadows? No, I want to watch that one, especially after this thread, because everybody says it's such a good. Yeah, I've never even heard. Show. That and one. I guess there's a there's an energy vampire on there. There's like okay. a real energy vampire, which cracks me up. So the Brad, what about Brad Pitt in? Oh, what would his colors be? I, oh, it would vampire an inter- interview with a interview vampire. Interview with a vampire. Yeah, he's. That's hard. Like, I think someone had him down as a yellow. Yeah, that one's hard. I mean. I think, I think it's. I would say Brad's Brad Pitt's character is kind of like a yellow, maybe purple type or yellow blue. Because yeah. I feel like he tries to do the right thing all the time. But then right. Claudia, who's the little girl, like she's got more of a pink vibe. But then maybe pink purple because then she gets older and she gets a little like crazy. <laughs> but then like it's just like a whole mess. And then Lestat, he's like maybe more green, maybe green purple. That's Tom Cruise's character. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. No one mentioned uh, the Lost Boys. Which one was that? That was like that movie. Well, it was a movie, maybe because we said TV shows. Oh. That was that Lost Boys with all those vampires. Oh my god! That took over. It was like that eighties. Yeah, that eighties. That eighties movie. movie. I don't know if you were, did you write TV shows or. I, I should have put TV vampires, but the, I forgot yeah, about TV. that. Yeah. Well, Interview with the Vampires. That's that a, movie a movie too. Yeah, so no, well, it's a TV show. So on AMC. Oh, I've been meaning okay. to watch that because they redid it as a TV show. It actually, looks really good. Yeah. Um. So I have more vampire shows to watch now. And well, then nobody mentioned um Midnight Mass on Netflix. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we were watching? There's a show on Netflix. It's yeah. Midnight Mass, and you and we were watching you and I. And I'm like, this is about vampires. You're like, what? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but terrible. they're like ugly. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I didn't like that. And one it didn't either. follow like any of the rules. It did. did it, it followed the rules. Oh, it did yeah, the rule? it was just like he wasn't like a cute vampire. Oh yeah, it was, he was cute. It and... like it flew. It looked like a bat. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. I mean, I want my vampires to look like that Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you had something to say. <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, so I just wanted to kind of end on this, and I know we, we've talked a lot about blood and livers and hearts and all that today, but I, I do want to give this huge shout-out, and 
on the podcast, and I, don't, I hope I don't choke up on this, but on the podcast, a lot of times, you know, I've attacked celebrities, and I'm always saying, oh, wow, you won an award for what you do, make a movie, oh, big deal, who cares? Yeah. And all that's true. That doesn't impress me. You right. know, and, you know, we idolize some of these celebrities. What, what, they, what, are, we even known, what are they even known for? Who knows? But I, I do want to give this shout out to a true hero. And this is Amy, Amy, our moderator mm-hmm. on our Facebook group. Uh, on the actual page mm-hmm. and also in the discussion groups. And her husband, Zach. Okay, so her husband, Zach, and her both, I think they told me, and I hope I don't get any of the facts messed up here, but told me about 10 years ago they put their names on bone marrow donor lists. Okay? And he got the call. Zach wow. got the call. Zach is also known for being the Mothman <laughs> at our gathering. Yes. So this is the second heroic thing. At our 11 11 event, he <laughs> yeah. was the Mothman. Right. So <laughs> he. And you don't know who the per he got the call, and he had to go through like a series of blood tests and all these different tests. Yeah, and lo- lots of effort went yes. into this. It wasn't just like, hey, you show up and you give your bone marrow. This yeah. is a huge ordeal. He's got a. They both got to fly to Washington D.C. Wow, I believe at the time of this comes out, it will have already be done. Be done. So they're flying to Washington D.C. Wow, he's getting a procedure because they have. In- it's a scary procedure. You know, they mm-hmm. take it out of, I believe, your back, they told me. Mm-hmm. And they take the blood marrow out, and then they eventually they transfer it to this the person mm-hmm. that needs it. And the person that needs it, you don't know who it is. Wow. You it's... might never know who it is. Yeah. Uh, they, they said after a year, that person has the choice to contact you okay. or not contact you. Wow. But it, for one year, you'll never know who that person is. Okay. I do believe they tell you if it, if it was successful or not. I'm, okay. I'm not sure about that 100%. I believe that they do. Yeah. Um, and it's a young girl. I think they said she was in her 20s or early oh. 20s. And it's like, this is it. It, it. You know, this is like the last resort thing. So here's a guy who's... <laughs> this is a hero. Yeah. <laughs> that's a person who made a stupid movie. This is a guy that's going to fly... To Washington. And they've got kids. Got, and got he's kids, got work. They've got a life. Yeah. He's had to, you know, do things for months to prepare for this. Yeah. He's going to, not even knowing who this person is. You don't is. get paid for this. No. No, no by no, the no, way. No, no, no. Pay. They, <laughs> no. They, they pay for your room and board. They, they'll pay for the well, hotel. Well, they compensate the trip. And, yeah, they'll compensate and the, medical the trip. Procedures. Yeah, you don't pay for the procedures or anything. Right. right. You, you know, they'll pay for you to get there and all that stuff. Right. Uh, the hotel. But, but still, I mean, you're, you're giving up your time. Yeah. You don't know what's, you know. You know, you don't know what's going to ha- you know, happen, whatever. Yeah. And and you're doing it for someone you don't even know. You don't even know. That's a hero. That's selfless. Oh, my God. Because I didn't know that you took... When, yeah. did, when did you find this out? Uh, well, Amy just told me she couldn't make because she does Monday nights. She, she's a Monday night moderator. Right. And, you know, she can't do it this Monday. Oh. So she's doing it. She'll be doing it again the 29th. Right. And I'm like, oh. And then she just told me, oh, yeah, we're going to Washington. Zach got the call for the blood, <laughs> <laughs> the blood marrow donation. Wow. And I was just like... Blow, it blew my mind because, wow. I mean, who, I mean. It's I, just I, so I mean, selfless. I, yeah. It's such a hero. That's a hero to me. That, that's a hero. Yeah. And, of course, I get the red ran in there because I'm comparing it to people who get the, these, you know, <laughs> oh, wow, you can throw a football 30 yards. Whoop-de-doo. Oh, you want a football. Well, thank big God freaking deal. Well, there's more. I like these stories. I love these stories. Because these are the people. Yeah. Who there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that we need to hear about like this. Yes. You know. And, yeah. and, um, and, and he. He probably would never say anything. No. You know, I actually wow. had him come on to the discussion group. Yeah. Um, and tell what's going to happen. That's uh, how I know all the details. Wow. So he told the group 
how the what's group react on. was everyone oh, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, he was he's the mo- he was they the mob man. Zach. He's already yeah, he's Zach. MMSF. He's famous. a legend. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a legend, man. Because <laughs> he does. I wish I could be. <laughs> I should tell you that much of a legend. At our eleven eleven event, I had this idea. I'm like, oh, I love. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody dressed up like the Mothman yeah. and and like took and then Is he? it was. A gazillion degrees, yeah. and that guy put on a Mothman yeah. costume, <laughs> and he he did not have to be asked twice. He's like, "Yep, you need it done. I'll do it." He was the star. It and was he, awesome. I think he's a red blue. He's red blue. I, he's a red blue. Oh wow! Very cool. Very cool, Zach. Oh, thank you, and Zach. Amy, thank you, and, Amy. and your family, and and the kids. I mean, just yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, I think That's she said amazing. her oldest is going to watch the kids. Wow. So. Uh, oh, right. She has an older son. That's yeah, right. Yeah, her older yep. son's going to watch the kids while they do this. But, yeah. I mean, it's giving up a lot of time, yep. a lot of energy, a yep. lot of tests that he had to do. And, again, not knowing, not even knowing the person. And might never know the person. Wow. So there's, yeah. That's beautiful. Blows my mind. That's just, that's called love. Yes. And that's gorgeous. And that's what this group is all about. Yes. And our podcast. Uh, and I'll let you end it. Oh, my God. I'm, like, so emotional right now. Yeah. Um, Well, this podcast is for you and about you, and we are so glad you spent some time with us today.